You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So we'll, we'll end here with uh, it feeling like 2021 all over again because we're once again talking about uh, Trey Young and the Knicks. So Draymond Green uh, sat down with Trey Young for his live podcast. We we're part of the conversation, delved into Trey's relationship with the Knicks fans and Trey's maybe in Draymond Green's eyes, his unfair label as a villain. Here's what the Warriors forward said on the Draymond Green show about uh, Trey Young and his situation with Knicks. And the reality is, I feel like where that all was birthed really was the series versus the Knicks, where everybody in New York Knicks fans are delusional <laughs> <laughs> and, and miserable. And I love New York, so don't ban me from y'all city. <laughs> but they're hard. They're, they're a hard fan yeah. base. You go in the garden. You hitting the shots, you bowing every timely shot you need to make, you make you making every play. And what I actually think now, and continuing to watch and continuing to pay attention to it, is you are very much so a showman. So he says, you know, Trey is a showman, uh, but then he that got flipped into him being a villain, and he thought that that was unfair. So here's Trey's response in terms of like how he felt about that whole villain mold that he kind of got his opinion i guess thrusted into into that like i just i kind of feed off the crowd like if you were listening to the game in the 10 minutes left in the first quarter of game one the whole arena was yelling f trey young so it's like what do you want me to do like i'm just hooping i'm playing i ain't said nothing to the crowd i ain't bowed i ain't say as quiet as f in here i ain't said none of that yet like i just really played off of played off of how they 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 I mean they guarded me and and how the fans reacted like I just I come out playing trying to win trying to put on a show and I mean if the fans want to get into it like in the with the Boston thing like they started yeah so that was uh Trey talking about the whole big situation the next and they end up continuing the conversation talking about the Boston Celtics Draymond's issues with the fans them and he played the Celtics this past year so on the Draymond front yeah, Knicks fans are effing delusional and miserable. Uh, do you think Draymond was right about his characterization of Knicks fans? Yeah, they're fans. That's what they're supposed to be. <laughs> that's, that's what the term fanatic, you know, I don't you see he's insulting the fans because they root for their team and they root against the guys they're playing. I, you know, like, I know. I, you know, I, I never put too much credence into what Draymond says. I, you know, he's looking to generate, you know, he's hoping this clip goes viral. And he's, you know, I hope Nick fans will get mad at me when he is praying. Nick fans get mad of, mad at him and tweet at him and bring up his name. And, you know, that that, that he can somehow parlay that uh, additional, you know, uh, interest into views on his podcast or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, listen, uh, you know, are, are, you know, are Nick fans miserable? Yeah, we, you know, Nick fans haven't won a title in 50. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that if they they wouldn't be real fans if they were happy because their team has gone past the first round of the playoffs once, uh, you know, twice uh, this millennium. Um, <laughs> they, they they wouldn't be paying attention and or they wouldn't be true fans if they were content and happy and you know happy go lucky and uh, who cares if our team wins? We're just happy to be here. You know, that's no, that's not that's that's not the description of. Of, of, of a New Yorker. It's not a description of a New York fan. It's not a description of a Nick fan. So, 
Um, I wasn't sure exactly what how that was to be perceived as an insult. Um, you know that they're very uh, invested in their team somehow. That's bad, I guess. Yeah, Draymond. You know, again, like I said on Twitter, he opens his mouth about stuff that he does nothing about quite often. Yes. I think this is something uh, right along those lines. I mean, like again, this is a franchise that hasn't won championships in the '70s. Um, this is a team that has not been to the finals since '99. Very little playoff success in the new millennium. Like again, do you expect them to be a happy fan base? I don't know. Like. Well, the Sacramento Kings, maybe the Sacramento Kings were, were happy not making the playoffs over the years. Maybe that's at least comparing them to. I don't know. But I didn't quite understand that. Um, and the delusional side, like, I don't know. I just think that to me, like, what I hate about the conversation about Knicks fans that usually don't aren't around Knicks fans or not including Knicks fans are the, the caricature that has become of the Knicks fan because of select individuals who have been able to monetize being miserable and being a sad sack fan and monetize being an analyst who can go out there and talk about how miserable they are, even though they're not really fans of the team. Like what they've learned is that there is actual value, monetary value in being associated with being with the Knicks and being associated with being a Knicks fan. And they've taken real misery and real frustration with the fans and have turned that into ways to market themselves. And what we end up seeing is just the worst kind of caricature of Knicks fans when, in fact, Knicks fans are maybe the most knowledgeable of, of the NBA, of the most fan bases. A lot of stuff we talk about delusion, a lot of it is reporters saying things are going to happen that then don't happen. That's not the fans' fault. Like, they're just reading what reports are saying. They're not saying – a fan didn't come up with a theory that Kevin Durant was going to join the Knicks. It was <laughs> reporters saying that Kevin Durant was going to join the Knicks. That doesn't make the fans delusional, you know. But because nobody cares about the details, those little things get thrown aside. And it's just like, oh, look at these Knicks fans out there. They're talking crazy. That's how they are. It's like, no, that's not really the case. Like, if you're just looking at – the select few on it's on Twitter who want to send RJ to the G League or want to tear down you know, yeah. Julius Randall's picture. You think, oh, this is everybody, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, and what on one end of the spectrum, you it can't be delusional. It's hard to be delusional and miserable at the same time because if you're delusional, yeah. <laughs> you you're know that hoping. means you're gonna, exactly that means right. you know you're, we're gonna we're gonna get Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic and Giannis, and that'll be our starting five. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and then, but then you also can't be, you know, yes, I agree. If you, you pick and choose, you bring up a comment from some idiot who wants to, you know, who says RJ Barrett's the worst player ever. And then you could bring up a, a comment that says RJ Barrett is better than Jordan four years into his career. So just give him time. You know, like the truth is it lies somewhere in the middle. And that's, you know, the kind of the beauty and the curse of social media. It, 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 you, right. it allows folks to, to kind of, you know, um, as you mentioned, especially individuals um, that play into the seeds and and, and, the, and the characters, um, they can they can want. Um, but I, I think for the most part, um, you know, the Nick fan base, as you know, is 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 relatively knowledgeable, um, and and it's often the, the again, you know, I forget what the percentage is, but like you know, of all Twitter comments, like. 85% are made by 3% of all Twitter users, you know, and that's yeah. just kind of, a, a, you know, an analogy for, for the fandom as, as a whole, you can't base, you know, what, especially certain, you know, high profile Nick and say 
and you know a lot of that you know and that is broadcast out into the mainstream media as the opinion of the Nick fan when that's that's probably as far from accurate as possible. And to me, I think part of the reason why these players and Draymond Green can't relate to Nick's fans. It's a little weird because he plays for a passionate fan base. But so many of these guys, like I was, you know, I literally, and we'll talk about trade in just a second, but I was watching the Reggie Miller versus Nick's documentary yesterday. I'm reading Blood in the Garden while I'm here on vacation. Like there was a, there was a, like a, a, there was a like symbiotic relationship with like the passion of the players who played for their teams and the fans in those cities that doesn't exist anymore. These guys look at it as just a job. It's just a check. So they look at the fans as in delusional, miserable, whatever, and they don't understand the fanatic aspect because they don't have that same, you know, blood and loyalty and, and, and you know, connection with these franchises in these cities. And maybe they shouldn't have to. Like, again, like, you know, we've talked a bunch about players can get caught and traded and there's no loyalty. Like, I'm not saying that they have to, but I think their lack of understanding is it, if it is because they don't have that relationship anymore with these franchises. And staying on Trey Young real quick, I, I was just watching this, you know, Reggie Mill versus the Knicks documentary, not expecting Trey Young to talk about this thing again. But, like, it was crazy watching that, and I'm sitting there with my girlfriend, and, like, I'm telling her, like, this is, like, you know, this is what it was like in the 90s. And, then you know, you, you know about Trey Young, like, this is who they compared Trey Young to. And she's like, oh, no, this is way worse. This is different. This is, like, even she could see how different – that rivalry and that hatred was and the kind of villain Reggie Miller was and then who Trey Young is. And I just am tired of Trey Young. And I guess he was asked a question, so he has to talk about it. But I'm just tired of talking about Trey Young and one playoff series where he outplayed Alfred Payton and Frank Nielakina and Reggie Bullock. Like, enough. Like, I just watched a series where Reggie Miller is going against Patrick Ewing, John Starks. He's going against tough guys, guys who are longtime veterans, all-stars. And – we're putting Trey on the pedestal of Reggie, and he, the best guy he played against was Reggie Bullock. That's who was guarding him for the majority of this series. And we're saying that this is equal. Like, enough of Trey Young and the Knicks. And I'm, I'm sorry about Trey Young and this sad sack answer of, oh, you know, I didn't ask for this. But, okay, but then you show up at Mass Square Garden on WWE SmackDown to be the, the, the villain on the wrestling show. You made money that way. Uh, you, you, you're selling, you're putting your sneakers out, you're wearing your sneakers with the King of New York or King of Broadway, that was that corny sign, line, line you had on your sneakers. You, you to, to promote your sneakers, you're wearing your King of New York sneakers on your game in New York. Like, you can't have both ways. Like, these guys cry so much, but then want to have and reap all the benefits of playing into that same role. Like, Trey, just say, oh, yeah, you know, it happened. It is what it is. I got love for New York. And that's it. Why does that have to be this whole, I didn't ask for this. I don't know why people hate me. It's just like enough, dude. Enough. You beat Reggie Bullock. You beat yes, Frank Lilakina. Yeah. Come on. And also, you to be a villain and to, to to kind of be on that plateau, you know, on, the, on that era of guys and have a little more success. Uh, last two years, Trey Young has been not good in the playoffs. Lost in the first round both years. Um, at, you know, shot under thirty-two percent in in twenty twenty-two. Shot forty percent um, in in uh, twenty twenty-three. Um, last two years combined, um, what are his percentages here? Um, in the 11 games he's played, 37% field goal percentage, 27% three. So score and order, um, be more efficient, lead your team to victories. Um, that's the way to uh, kind of earn the respect and the ire because you can have it as a badge of honor. Um, but a lot of Knicks fans aren't thinking about Trey Young now. They're thinking about Jalen Brunson oh. or Jimmy Butler or teams that are competing against. 
get in the postseason, the actual playoffs, win around, and then we can, you know, get into that. Hopefully, hopefully they play each other. They're the four and the five seed. And yeah. They, you know, the, the yeah, if it, if it becomes that kind of rivalry, great. And then embrace it. Like, Reggie, I, I'm watching yes. clips of Reggie Miller talking about yes. Charles Smith being like, that's the smartest thing Charles Smith ever said. And talking about yep. John Starks being like, I don't know why John Starks so mad. I didn't say much to him. Like, I saw Reggie Miller embrace that role. Yes. But, like, yes. again, it's like this, this this era athlete is so different. Like, they don't want any of the smoke, but they want all of the adulation and all of the attention. And it's so frustrating and it's so annoying. And, and I just feel like it's crazy that, like, Again, Trey Young beating Reggie Bullock has then become this. Like, it's not something we should be talking about for three years. Like, in the moment, was it great? Yes. Was it, was it fun? Great. Whatever. Like, three years later, like, he didn't beat a championship team. Like, the Knicks team that's there now is, like, totally different than that team. He still moved on from that era, and yet somehow Trey Young's still stuck in 2021. Like, I don't understand it. And I don't know why people keep having to talk about it. Because Knicks fans aren't. It's, it's always someone else bringing up Trey Young and the Knicks. Oh, we'll see what this is. Like, uh, no one cares. By the way, Knicks have basically mauled the Hawks every time they played them since that series. So that's another important and thing to know as well. We're talking about. And, and the Knicks have a better point on it.